Welcome to More Than a Crown 2.0. As I settle into post Miss USA life, post pandemic life in Dallas, I'm going to chat with you about faith, identity, relationships, and of course, how we're all more than our biggest failures and our greatest successes. You're going to hear from myself and Connor, as well as fellow boss babes. So subscribe, like, and download. Follow along on our Instagram at the More Than a Crown podcast, and let's tackle this next season together. Welcome back to More Than a Crown. I'm so, so excited for today's very special guest, Sydney Dion Bennett from Chicago. She was the first ever African American Miss Illinois Teen USA in over 34 years of the competition. She went on to place top four at Miss Teen USA and is now a model the current Miss Illinois USA, and an entrepreneur because she founded her own brand called Diverse Style that we're going to be hearing about today. Thank you so much for coming on to More Than a Crown 2.0, Sydney. How are you? Good. How are you? Uh, Wonderful. I'm so excited to have you today. I know that we were Vambrose sisters when you went to Miss Teen USA and I went to Miss USA, so I've been able to follow your journey since then and just a few years and you've grown up so much. Of course, you were so eloquent and beautiful then, but crazy what a few years can do, right? Yeah, it really is. I look back on pictures sometimes and I'm like, whoa, that was me. (laughs) Well, tell us a little bit about your brand, Diverse Style. What was your reason for launching? When did your heart for it begin? And, And then we can kind of go from there. Yeah, cool. So I started off as a dancer when I was younger and always had troubles finding the right jazz shoes or paws to fit my skin color because obviously nude for one person isn't the same as the next. Um, So throughout dance, I kind of just spray painted my shoes and went with that. But as I got into pageantry, I realized they were lacking the same thing. Um, Throughout that, with Chinese laundry shoes and different heels that were considered nude. Um, They weren't considered nude for me. Um, You could still see them. And I felt a little bit insecure, like everyone was just looking at my feet rather than my face. So I took that problem and I turned it around and I made a solution for it. So I kind of just sat my mom down one day and was like, we need to make this better. Like we see a a problem, so let's make a change. Um, So we got our little brains working and I started designing some shoes. I took shoes that I liked or things that I liked about one shoe and added it with another shoe and made my own shoe. And we have a range of colors to represent everybody. Representation is a big thing for me. And I think that's something that this world is a little bit lacking right now. So I think it's great that we have that. And I don't know, it's, I'm really proud of it. Absolutely. That's, I mean, I can't imagine, obviously, very privileged from my perspective that I never had to, you know, struggle with something like that. So I applaud you for being so strong to see the problem um, that you faced, the hole in the market, if you will, and fill it for girls like yourself and then the younger generation that's so, so, so awesome. So I know you're making heels, but are you also making dance shoes then? Since you started with the dance? Yeah, well, that's our next thing. We're kind of getting into pageantry and we have evening gowns and formal wear like shoes that you can wear. But my next project will definitely be dance, dance shoes, dance paws, things like that, because 
everyone needs to be represented and made feel comfortable. So I've definitely talked to a few people and got our, the ball rolling a little bit, but there's still some things we need to work on. But keep your eye out for that for sure. <laughs> oh, that's so exciting. And I did look at your site. And of course, I am no longer competing in the pageant world, <laughs> but some of your shoes aren't just for pageants, right? Like you can no, wear them no. out on the town, you can wear them to a college formal. So mm-hmm. they're very versatile. So if our listeners are listening and you're not a pageant person, this podcast is for you also. I promise you yes. there's so much to learn from Sydney. And But I am so proud of you. And tell us a little bit about Obviously, you've had this idea for some time now. So what made you kind of pull the plug and launch? Yes. Well, I competed at Teen USA in 2018, and my directors told me constant times to find nude shoes, a little bit darker, a little bit lighter. And I was like, I don't know where you guys think I can find these shoes, but I'm not finding them. It was such a challenge throughout my whole year to just find something that matched my skin tone. And that's when it kind of opened my eyes a little bit more where I was like, it's not like an easy Google search like everything else. It was kind of a Google search within a Google search to try to keep looking and digging for something. And I didn't want people to have to do that. Um, I wanted it to be easy for them to just Google search and, oh, there it is, like something for me. I oftentimes felt like, with me at least, looking for something was harder because of the things maybe I was looking for or the shades I was looking for. Um, And I didn't want that to be a problem for anybody else. So instead of me spray painting shoes and having other girls spray paint shoes, we have a shoe that you can just grab and go just like everybody else. Mm. I have this mental picture of you literally spray painting your shoes. This is so... Oh, yes. I would be in my garage, me and my dad spray painting shoes and trying to get it on the garage floor. My mom yelling at me. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) It's been a wild ride. (laughs) You're spray painting your shoes in your garage and you're pairing it with like a thousands of dollars gown. It's so interesting. I'm, I'm so proud of you and just impressed and inspired by you for making your brand on such a powerful purpose. You know, I feel like there's boutiques and amazing entrepreneurs that fill, you know, my Instagram feed, my Google search, the shopping tab, but it's so much more and more compelling when there's a purpose, a cause behind the heart of it. And you definitely have that to a T. So thank you. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. So, oh my gosh, tell me, I know this year, fiscally has really impacted businesses, typically not so great. So how has this year impacted diverse style? Um, Well, for us, we were lucky enough. The pageant girls never stop shopping, which is kind of crazy (laughs) to me, but they don't. Like there's not an off button for them. And (sighs) if I do say so, I think it was probably better for us. Like our year has been crazy high. We've been shipping shoes out every single day orders coming in all the time. So we're fortunate enough to not had to have taken a gap this year, but I know there were businesses that did, but pageants, they don't stop and the girls never stop shopping. So I'm very, very thankful for them for that. (laughs) That is the funniest, most quotable line (laughs) that I think I've ever had in my one and two seasons now of that (laughs) podcast. That's amazing. so true. (laughs) Oh, goodness. Maybe we should hit a pause button every once in a while, but we don't. You're right. You're right. (laughs) Oh, gosh. Well, so outside of business, how has 2020 impacted your heart? I know you had just moved out to LA. Your modeling career is taking off. You've worked with amazing brands like Show Me Your Moo Moo and so many more. So how has 2020 impacted your heart? Um, Me personally, it's just, 
it's been kind of a time of reflection just to be grateful for the things that we never really were, I would say, as grateful for. Um, You take the little things for granted, like going out to grab coffee or just going outside and being able to go shopping and look around if you wanted to. Um, We weren't fortunate with that this year and weren't able to do that. So for me, I took a lot of time to reflect on myself and just things that I wasn't grateful for. Um, With pageants, I kind of got back into it. I was going to take a year off, but with COVID, I was like, hey, let's go back. Who needs a year off? Let's keep going. (laughs) So (laughs) I just, something I took heavily into this was just taking a step back and looking at everything and realizing that one day it could be taken away from you like it was and to be grateful. Mm, Yeah, that's good. I think, like you said, just being able to go to coffee with friends and see people is just something that we obviously did on a daily basis. But how has your life between Chicago and LA looked? And do you have any plans to return in the near future? Oh, well, um, I kept my apartment and right now I've just kind of been going back and forth and giving it a go. Whenever I get a photo shoot, I'll go back um, and work, but it's been hard. I live in an apartment by myself, so not having my friends and family that are close with me be able to just stop by or hang out with them, it was hard. So I took the took the decision and I ran with it and I just came home. Um, my parents have welcomed me back, thankfully, so I have a place to stay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but um, my apartment's always there, and I know that. And my dream will never, I'll never give up on that dream. But I know right now it's it's kind of a time to be with your family and keep them close, for sure. Right, right. Yes, I love that. So you were back in Chicago when 2020 Black Lives Matter movement really hit off. Um, are you guys actually based in Chicago or outside? Um, we're about an hour out, so we're an easy drive, but far enough away from everything where we weren't too crazily hit. <laughs> Okay, so can you paint that picture for me a little bit? How did that impact you, your family, your heart? Well, for me, it was just a little bit, it was a touch my heart a little bit because I went to school in the heart of the city, about a mile down from Michigan Avenue. So to see all of like the looting and the craziness happening, it kind of, one night it kind of just made me like sit in a ball and just cry because I was like, why is everything, why is everything being destroyed? Like this is our town, like, 100% stand by Black Lives Matter because they do, but there's just so many different ways it could be handled. And the looting is just, it's, it's hard to see, like we're destroying our own town and it's, it's not something nice. I had recently went downtown, um, just to look around and walk around and go shopping. And it wasn't the same, like it didn't have the same cozy vibe. It's just different. And it breaks my heart a little bit just to see that that's the lengths that it went to for people to see the problem, you know? Right, exactly. Your brand is all about diversity and inclusion. And so, of course, seeing nude shoes not necessarily being your shade of nude. Other than that, have you faced racism specifically that um, you could share with us? And what would you hope that someone like I could learn from you, from your experience? Yeah, well, I, with being raised in a suburb quite outside of the city. Um, I wasn't personally like offended or had racial comments made towards me like that people were aware of, I don't think. I think growing up, I've been raised with tough skin just because I'm like, I know it doesn't really matter, whatever. But 
being one of the only black girls that was raised at my school, or even my brothers being the only black boys raised at our school, we had slight comments said to us where we wouldn't take it to heart, but it's just like the little things like, oh, you're black, you wouldn't understand, or oh, like, yeah, you don't get it, or you're good at sports because you're black, like things like that, people don't realize, like, that kind of does dig deep. Like just because my skin's a different color than yours doesn't mean I'm better than you or that I'm not as good as you. Um, our skin is just our skin. I have a little bit more pigment than pigment than some people and they have a little less pigment than me, but our hearts are all still the same and we're all still human and we have feelings. So I think little things like that or things that I would realize, I never was like racially profiled or things like that. So I'm very thankful for that. But I know my brothers have been, and it's kind of upsetting for me to see because I'm like, why, why do we have to be judged by that? Like, why can't we just be judged by maybe the way we talk or the way we act, like things like that, rather than something that's completely out of our control. Of course, Mm -hmm. they feel as though we should be treated based on our actions and our behaviors and how we cultivate and how we contribute to society. And so thank you, Sid, for sharing those, those examples. It's, it's hard to hear, you know, those Mm -hmm. snide remarks, uh, those have stuck with you and stereotypes like that. It's, we see it on TV, right? We hear it on the news and it just becomes normal, normalized, and it shouldn't be normalized. And so I applaud you for bringing to light those issues and sharing from a place of love that we're so much more, you know, my podcast is all about we're being more than um, our labels. And so we're more than our skin tone. We're more than the pigment. And I applaud you for that. It's thank you. You're so eloquent with the way you (laughs) share as well. It's really impressive. So if you could give a message to younger black women or just any race, right? Any color, Mm -hmm. what would your message be? Something I stand for a lot is just don't let the words of other people bring you down. Yes, they can hurt you in the moment and you get a little heart hurt, but you got to move past it. They're not living your life. You are. So you have to live it to your best ability. And you don't want to have regrets or think like, oh, well, if I would have done that or things like that, you got to live on the now. You can do it and go for it. Like, don't stop because someone said you couldn't because you never know. You know, how many people have told me I couldn't start a business or I couldn't do this and I couldn't do that? Um, Did I listen to them in the moment? Maybe I was like, oh, maybe I can't. But I got right back up and was like, you can do it. Like, they don't know what you can do and what you're capable of. Mm -hmm. Just because they don't think you can do it doesn't mean you can't do it. So to just always remind yourself, like, you can always do it, no matter what other people say. As long as you tried, that's giving it an effort and that's saying that you can. I love it. If you have a passion or a cause, something put on your heart, you definitely, that's there for a reason. So go after it. Starting my business, it was hard. I mean, I had my own doubts, like, what if people didn't buy from me? What if it just all sat in my basement and collected dust? But I always had the little thought in the back of my head, like, if I could just affect impact one girl and let her feel more confident in herself and on stage and I accomplish my job. That's all that really matters, helping others and making them feel better about themselves. That's good. Question. You said that sometimes you had, you know, haters, naysayers say you don't think that you should start your business or you can't or it won't go well. Mm -hmm. Were those people that you knew that you considered friends or were they just complete outsiders, you know, hate from social media? And how did you respond based on if you knew them or if you didn't? Yeah. Um, Some of them 
one person was necessarily kind of in my friend group that I thought was a close friend, but she was just a little doubtful. Like you can try it, but I don't know what's going to happen. Like little things like that, which you may think like you're sugarcoating it, but you're really not. Like it's still a little rude to say. Um, and sometimes I would be like, yeah, maybe she's right. Like I can't do it. Or I just see things on social media of like my friends starting things. And I was like, well, I could do that, but I don't want them to think I'm copying them or things like that. Little things like that get to my head and I'm like, well, maybe I just shouldn't. But I had to always remind myself and honestly pray about it. God always will talk to you and tell you what you should do and shouldn't do. And that was a big part of, for me, getting into church and just praying about it and thinking about it. And he delivered. I mean, he told me I should do it. And thank God I did it because it's amazing and I'm helping so many people. But there were definitely doubts or troubles that came in the way, but I just couldn't let them stop me. Mm, That's good. So I know I've spoken quite a bit to my audience about friendship breakups and how that can be even harder than like a boyfriend, girlfriend, significant other breakup. So in that instance that you were alluding to about your friend that necessarily didn't believe in you and didn't believe in your dreams, are you guys still friends? How did you respond to that? And what advice would you give to listeners who are struggling with maybe a friend that isn't supporting their dreams? Um, well, we aren't friends anymore, sadly. Um, but I did, I confronted her about it and I was just like, there's a nice way to confront people and like a not nice way to confront people. And I Mm -hmm. tried to do it in the nicest way possible, just expressing my feelings and how I took it. Um, and she obviously listened and heard what I said, but just continuously, there were little things that were happening and little slight comments that she would say. And I was just like, for the sanity of myself and for my mental health, I just can't be friends with you. Like, it's not good for me. It's making me doubt myself and my business. And that's not what anybody wants. So we just kind of part paths. We still are acquaintances and we'll talk every once in a while, but it's just not the best that we see each other all the time and are always around each other. Um, So my best advice is to try to talk to them first. You never know if they understood what they said or if they meant it on purpose. Always try to fix the problem before you just cut it off because you never want to have bad bad ties left. Um, But after that, if it continues to happen or things still continue to be said, just let it go. There's other friends out there. There's people that are rooting for you in the background that you have to stick by. And if they're not one of those people, it's okay, but just keep moving forward. Amen. Yes, yes, yes. (laughs) Snaps for that. Seriously. I think it's really hard. It's so much easier said than done to have that conversation, especially if you're talking years, I mean, not even necessarily years, months of friendship um, and memories created. You think that you've poured so much into that friendship. It can be really raw and difficult. So I applaud you for that. And I've had many similar examples of deciding to break the ties and I kind of go by the three strikes you're out rule of, okay, some stuff has gone down. Let's have a mature conversation. I will try to initiate that conversation like three different times. And if they don't even want to have the conversation, then I'm done trying. Um, Because I've ran into that as well, where you want to have that conversation and they just want nothing to do with it. Mm -hmm. So um, listeners, we are here for you. We support you. I'm all for quality over quantity when it comes yes. to terms of friends. Oh yeah, for sure. For sure. For sure. So speaking of friends, do you have business partners or is 
diverse style solely your brand? And if so, how are you doing it all by yourself? Uh, I do not have any business partners. <laughs> it is really just it is really just me and my mom. Actually, she's probably my best friend in all of this. She helps me so much. And with me traveling and trying to fulfill my dreams of being a model, she's definitely stepped in and helped me fill packages when I'm not home or reach out to girls if I need them, things like that. So it's really me and my mom taking it all by ourselves and doing it all together. And I'm so thankful that she took this wild ride with me because if I didn't have her, I'd kind of be on my own. It'd be hard. Oh, <laughs> gosh. She's with me, but it's it's me designing everything. It's me packing your packages. <laughs> it's all us from home. It's a family-oriented business. Oh, that's cool. So love that it's all out of your house. It's this, you know, I think 2020 brought to light, of course, the importance of diversity or inclusion, family time, and mm-hmm. not taking anything for granted, but also the power of small businesses. You, I'm sure, have your hands full. I don't know how you do it all. <laughs> oh, they're very full. Because on top of that, I'm a title holder, so it's like never ending. (laughs) Oh my goodness. So what is that looking like right now for you? It's hard. I mean, because usually as a title holder, you go out and do events and go into schools and do things. So it's been a lot of Zoom calls, a lot of Instagram lives, a lot of DMing people and just posting on Instagram and reaching out, dropping food off if I can. Um, but just not letting COVID stop my volunteering because obviously it's a big part of the pageant industry and just something I have a heart for. So I don't want to let the pandemic stop that because it's if anything, it's made people need things more. So mm. just trying to help them and give them give back to them. Right. Volunteerism has been really difficult in the midst of COVID because like you said, you can't necessarily go out into schools. You can't, for me, my heart and my experience is working with children in hospitals. And you're certainly not welcome with open arms into a hospital setting right now. (laughs) Um, But safety first. So that's amazing that you've been able to get creative and come up with other unique ways to give back during this time. What are a few organizations that you've worked with that maybe our listeners are thinking, oh, yes, I've just been needing a purpose, what are some organizations you could point them to? Um, So I work with the Feed My Starving Children a lot, just donating food and things like that. Or there is a community in Chicago and you can drop off food or clothes. So I went through a huge closet revamp and I took all my old clothes and I brought it to them for kids in need or homeless people that need extra clothes or just to bundle up in the Chicago winter um, just to give back to them and make them feel warm and cozy. Mm, Oh my goodness. The fact that we're already talking about winter. Oh no, I'm not ready for snow. I'm not. (laughs) No, not at all. Autumn and like fall is my favorite season ever. I just love the changing colors. I think it's the most beautiful, you know, like fall just makes change look beautiful. (laughs) So pretty. Um, And what agency are you signed with out there, Sid? I'm signed with Meraki. So it's a smaller agency. I had the um, option of going with a bigger agency, but for myself, not being someone that's completely established in modeling or have a big name yet, I went with the smaller agency just so that I could have my time to shine. They would care for me a little bit more and fight for me a little bit harder than some of the other agencies. So I went with them because I felt like I had a better shot. That's awesome. And what are some of your favorite campaigns that you've had the blessing to be a part of already? 
Yes, I've worked with Too Faced, the makeup brand. I did a commercial with them for their launch of the lip injection um, lipstick in different shades, which was super fun. That was like my first big shoot. So I was kind of fangirling on the inside, but I couldn't show up (laughs) on the outside. But it was so cool. And I hopefully will be able to work with them again. And then another person that I work with pretty often is Show Me Your Moo Moo. Um, They're like the sweetest people alive. And I work with them probably every other week. And there's never a dull moment. It's always laughing and fun times with them. I've actually been able to meet Hannah Brown from The Bachelor. And she was a sister to you. She was. She competed at, at Miss USA with me. Yeah. I've met her. She was sitting on the couch when I walked into one of their shoots. And I was like, what? What is happening? Like, whoa. <laughs> Did I you had tell like a her? a fangirl moment. <laughs> that is so funny. Did you tell her that you were Illinois 2018? She recognized me. And then I really Aww. freaked out. I was like, oh, wow. You know me. <laughs> That's really nice. That's super yeah, it was, sweet. It was so cool just to see, like, although I didn't know she knew me, she knew me. Like, you never know who knows you or who's heard about you. So don't give up on yourself. Mm-hmm. And it. that's <laughs> sweet that, you know, no matter how big someone might seem, they're still just a person. Yes, 100%. And she so was. Although in my head, I was like, oh, my God, I'm talking to celebrity craziness. She was really just like me talking to my friend. Like she was so sweet and so normal. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. You're my favorite. That's hysterical. She's a celebrity. (laughs) Oh, that's so funny. So are you truly flying back and forth to shoot with Moomoo every other week? Um, lately it's been like that. I was there last week. So I just go back and forth whenever I can. I mean, shooting, I love to shoot. Modeling is literally so fun. So Mm -hmm. I'm not going to turn down a shoot if I can. You know, And they're the brand to do it for, for sure. I'm glad that they treat you well and love you. I love their stuff. I love the boho vibes. The flare jeans are totally my jam. Flares are the best. (laughs) Do you get to wear your own shoes then? Do you get to wear your brand ever? They're actually so sweet because they let me wear them if I want to. Like, if they go with the dress, they're like, go ahead. Like, we don't care. It's totally up to you. So for a couple of shoots, I have been able to wear my shoes for, like, the wedding stuff. Um, Some of, like, the flare stuff or Christmas stuff or pajamas, it's just, like, cozy boots or slippers. But they have given me the opportunity to wear my shoes, which I'm so thankful for. And for them believing in me and letting me spread my brand within theirs. Right. That's amazing because I'm sure you're able to then use that content for your own social. That's so, so nice. Awesome. Well, before we go, Sydney, my podcast is called More Than a Crown, not because it's necessarily about crowns and pageantry, but because at the end of the day, we're all more than our labels that we put on ourselves, whether that's a positive thing like becoming Miss USA, whether that's a negative thing like being labeled something horrible on social media. We're all more than these labels that society gives us. So when you're putting your head on the pillow at the end of the night, what are you currently reminding yourself that you are more than? I would say I am more than just my skin color. Um, With everything that I've said within this, skin color is just something that you're born with and you can't change. So to just embrace it and to live my life every day as a human being, not by a black human being, or as some people would say, white human being, I'm a human and I'm happy to be on this earth and spread my love for other people through my company, 
through speeches that I tell you or through pageantry, anything that I do. I'm just a human and I want to show my love to you. And I'm going to tell you, Sydney, that you are more than just a human. You are a magnificent, game-changing human being. And I'm I'm so proud of you. And I really thank you for coming on today. Before we go, will you tell our listeners where they can shop Diverse Style and where they can continue to follow you? Yes. So you can follow us at Diverse Style by Sydney Dion on Instagram and Facebook. And then if you wanted to head over to our website to order some shoes, it's just the same thing, Diverse Style by Sydney Dion.com. Awesome. Thank you so much, Sydney. I hope um, that you have a great rest of the day. And thank you guys so much for listening. If this touched your heart in some kind of way, please do share it with your friends, share it on social, tag us so we can reshare at More Than a Crown podcast.